Hello, and welcome to the Content Minds. My name is Ryan Broderick, and right before we started recording this, I forgot how we set up the clap to sync our audio. I couldn't remember in that moment if we count up or count down, and then that like troubled me. I was like, how did I forget that? Anyways, welcome to one of our summer minisodes. It is the... Uh, was it platform death summer death plat dead plat dead platform summer? It's like hot girl summer or, or oh, is that, is. But is that dead what you're, platform you're, summer? You're doing dead platform summer. It's like a that's what it is. Yeah, it's like a, a Megan the Stallion thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, okay, dead plat. See, that's kind of dark. Anyway, well, all right, moving. No, no, it's not because because it's it's become a meme now. It's like uh, what was the what's the one goblin mode summer? Well, I th- I think this is the goblin mode summer. Yeah. Possibly for but us, we're calling it Deplat from Summer. It's a it, we're, we're, we're taking a, in, inter, a native internet bit of slang and making it and using it for us. It's the relaxed and refreshed summer, the <laughs> vacationing podcaster summer. That's what it is. Well, this week we're talking about a uh, social network uh, that, well, its existence really put my life on a different trajectory that it has yet to ever recover from. We're talking about MySpace. Uh, let's get into it. never talked to me about your uh, experiences on myspace i don't know this part of your life actually i mean i i i never used myspace that much really you just like, never used it yeah i mean i'm i'm a very odd, odd one with a lot of this stuff and that like my original internet like usage was not kind of social network based and i came to them like later so uh, this so myspace I'm, i had a myspace page i think i like set it up once and went like this is boring i don't like this and went and did something else so it wasn't like a MSN Messenger, AOL Messenger thing where like British people just used a different website than MySpace. I mean, we we had a slightly different order. Like we had MySpace, and then there was Bebo, which came after MySpace. <laughs> what the fuck is Bebo? Right, I th- I didn't think you guys got Bebo. I think like our MySpace ended slightly sooner, and we went to Bebo. But also, I think our MySpace was cooler than yours. That's not true. That just can't be no, true because our MySpace was where like I mean I don't know how many bands came out of us myspace but like a lot came out of uk myspace uh luke what are you talking about like you're you're really gonna like look i love all of this music i loved and still love all this music but you're gonna look at me in a straight face and be like oh fallout boy is like less of a big deal than like whatever you guys that's said. true yeah what, no, enter, no, you're right you're right you're enter right. shikari the klaxons what, 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 you, you guys had like well, both of whom are british yeah, that's what I'm talking about. British MySpace was like Dance Screamo and Landfill Indie. That was like the two big trends out of your side of it. Yeah. We had an entire musical revolution. <laughs> uh, sure, yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah, I'm un- underrating. I-, I think that the generally MySpace, there were a bunch of bands that did very, very well off of MySpace, which, yeah, was, I mean, it was of the time, so there was a lot of emo there as well. But like, we also, it was also kind of like a bunch of, pop stuff did well like singer songwriters like definitely had there were a bunch of them came out of it like i feel like kate nash probably came out of my space yeah i was gonna say wasn't lily allen and kate nash both kind of coming out of my i think lily allen started on my lily allen was definitely definitely came out of my yeah. space okay so you guys so but a lot of the same for, so my understanding was that like actually the myspace 
subculture, the sort of like emo indie sort of moment was way bigger in like your media? Because didn't you guys have like the emo protests in front of the Daily Mail office and all that stuff? I mean, that was like six people. Well, I just remember the photos of little kids, like, you know, being like Gerard Way and whatever. But (laughs) I feel like in America, we spent the majority of the MySpace era trying to ignore its it's like impact uh and it whereas your media was way more interested in being like what's with all this why they all got fringe you know what's with all this wacky fringe i mean i think that's kind of a cultural thing though because we are again there are differences between our scenes but like british music scenes has always been uh kind of well obviously very london centric but also the idea of discovering bands has always been like a constant thing in the uk like we had titles dedicated we had multiple magazines dedicated to the idea of just finding new bands that was the whole thing right so i think we did have that kind of thing of being like oh new thing new thing new thing new thing which i don't know that america has in the same way no because in in the myspace era you guys had the the double whammy of enemy and kerrang at the same time and q i I don't know i the the two that i i remember being so powerful and this could explain why i eventually moved to london to be honest but i was so palpably jealous of the stuff that you guys were getting in the pages of enemy and kerrang because like our media was just not engaging with myspace stuff until i was already bored of it uh and part of me also wonders if my generation being very frustrated at the lack of acknowledgement of what we were doing online is why millennials are so hyper obsessed with turning every single thing Gen Z does into a piece of content. Yeah, that could be it. I mean, it definitely seems related because the, yeah, the obsession with the idea that everything is, everything is content on some level is uh, uh, immovable. Yeah. What was your experience with like MySpace's actual UI? Did you, like, did you ever like fart around with it? Oh, yeah, no, I went onto it because this is what I remember. I remember going onto it and being like, I hate this. This is awful. <laughs> and it was it was just that thing of of like someone would be like, you go to someone's MySpace page and they'd be playing like six seconds of a song on repeat and have <laughs> a shit ton of like horrible art on there. And it would just be like, well, I don't know why we're doing this. I had a friend named Carl who created a MySpace page that had so many elements that loaded at the same time that it would crash your browser and he did it on purpose and it was very funny. <laughs> no, the MySpace UI is really interesting to look back on because it's so divorced from our entire online experience at the moment, but it was basically just like a series of inboxes for teenagers to check. So you had like you had like your inbox for comments and your inbox for picture comments and your inbox for um i don't think there was a direct messaging system because i don't i know that you i would exchange my myspace with someone to uh, get to know each other and then exchange my aol instant messenger screen name to like actually direct message so i'm pretty sure there weren't dms yeah but there was like notes i think and friend requests was the big one like oh and then the top eight stuff which like yeah i feel like it's been talked about to death but which a bleak but very smart mechanic. It was very clever. I will say it was yeah. very clever. And like MySpace really in the history of the internet is an interesting figure for a lot of the reasons everybody knows. But I think the thing that I find the most interesting is that it gave birth to kind of the first professional influencers, some of which are still influencers. Like Jeffree Star, whether you like Jeffree Star or not. He's still around. It's a living arc. Like – the, uh, Jeffree Star is a living archive of internet history. Every era, yes. you know? But I, I, I have found myself on YouTube now going back 
And some YouTube channels are beginning to like find like almost archaeological like video footage of that era. Like the uh the the Brian Brian Stars interview. I think it's Brian the Brian Stars interview with Never Shot Never. Did you ever hear about this? I don't think so. So Brian Stars was like this like extremely cringe like scene reporter kid who like would make videos on early YouTube and share them to MySpace and like interview Warped Tour bands. And there was like this like years long protracted beef with the lead singer of this extremely twee like band like band called Never Shout Never. And the lead singer Christopher Drew and Brian Starr is like had huge beef. And I, it was like a huge deal. It, that's it's great. Kind of, it's kind of weird <laughs> to think about. Yeah. I think yeah, that's right. So Christopher Drew of Never Shout Never did eventually apologize for the 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 big tumultuous interview that kind of went viral in those days, explaining that uh, Christopher Drew said that his aggressive behavior in the interview was because he was on acid. So uh, that explains some of it. But no, it's an interesting period to look back on because I think I don't think you can really say anything before MySpace feels the same way as culture now but a lot of the seeds of what we do all the time now i feel like started on in the myspace era yeah yeah no that's that's definitely true and a lot of the i mean also i think the most interesting about myspace well one of the more interesting about myspace is like it's incredibly strange death oh just like being bought by rupert murdoch and then just like pivoting to death (laughs) yeah well not even really pivoting it didn't go anywhere like so it was it was Bought by Rupert Murdoch for almost half a billion dollars, which is both like quaintly small yeah. and like an astonishing amount of money. Facebook immediately appeared and overtook it, which I think partly was because it it felt I don't want to say adult, that's like the wrong word, because it but it felt more like it felt like everyone was on a, a functioning network rather than like their own space. Right. And I think that is kind of the big shift between the two of them. Rather than having your own space that people can come to, it became a thing where the only thing that mattered was the, the, the network you built with other people, which is now what all of this is. I also subscribe to the, the theory that a few different academics have pointed out over the years, which is that Facebook required at first a college email yep. to get it. And I think that there's a, as you would say, the whole thing smacks of class. <laughs> and I think that the fact that like Facebook's first year or whatever it was, was gated to only college kids in America meant like, I, I remember having both, you know, my first year of college. And I, I remember looking around MySpace and being like, this is a poorly, in fact, actually, this probably explains a lot of my like feelings about internet moderation. But I remember looking around MySpace and being like, I love all the bands here. I love discovering new music here, but this is a poorly moderated shithole. Like people are selling weed in the comments of my MySpace profile. <laughs> I don't know who these people are because I, you know, I don't want to brag, but I had over a thousand friends. So that's 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 very impressive. Congratulations. But I was just like, this is a nightmare. I hate using this. This doesn't make any sense. I like every it's just full of garbage. And then I got I finally got access, you know, to Facebook. And it was like this like clean functioning thing. And then, you know, at the same time, my first year of college, uh, Facebook had a feature that should never have been allowed to exist, which was that it would show you every event in your zip code. Oh, yeah. And so my college, uh, I think people very quickly realized that if they just listed their house as an event on Facebook on a Friday night, it would just like become like a, we would, we, 
we didn't have smartphones. So we, at one point, were printing out map quest directions. I remember this. <laughs> With a list of all the Facebook house parties so we could go to all the house parties. Uh, and I remember, you know, probably three or four months into college, I was just like, I hate this. This I'm not going oh, back to MySpace. I had the exact same. Well, I had the exact same thing with 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 Facebook. Well, no, actually, I, I had it with Facebook. Well, obviously, everyone was on Facebook, and then I got to a point, and I think it was like midway through my first year, maybe my second year, where I deleted Facebook for like a year and a half. Wow! And I, I because it it became this like extremely annoying thing that it always felt like everything that you did was for the photo album that would be on Facebook. Yes, I loved that, and it became like it became like really attached to the concept of performative almost i love and we were just like i hate this and my mate at the time we, we were both hated we we're like we're just not going to do this and so we just both deleted it and kind of didn't deal with it at all and just kind of lived a relatively offline life for like a year and a half two years of, of uni wow that's very fascinating i did not i uh i was just like <laughs> i love this i love posting photos and looking at photos and being tagged in photos and like <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, Facebook just like kind of overtook it, and I was—I never thought about it. There, it's really sad to think about that, but there was a day where I logged into MySpace for the last time, and then I just never looked back. <laughs> Although I think I was probably one of the later MySpace users because I was still trying to play in bands as of like 2008 or nine, and I think one of the last bands I tried to do in college, I created a MySpace, and that probably was right, 2000, right. like the wind, like January 2009. Which is probably too late, but if if we do this again, we should do Bandcamp. I Bandcamp is my favorite. I don't think Bandcamp's a dead platform. Yeah, that's true. Actually, it still exists. Bandcamp still is great. Like I I find new music on Bandcamp all the time, and I I also uh, I like to get drunk and register different band names on Bandcamp just in case. <laughs> sure, uh, sure, I want them. Uh- <laughs> all right, all right. Just to just to kind of like put a bow on this, I do want to run through like MySpace's history since. When it was bought by by News Corp, yeah, yeah, which I think is play us out, play so, us out here. All right, News Corp bought uh, MySpace for five hundred eighty million in two thousand June two thousand six. It was the most visited website in the United States. In two thousand nine, it employed almost two thousand people. In twenty eleven, uh, it was bought by a specific media group and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, for $35 million, which is when they scrapped everything and made the whole thing side-scrolling, which it still is, remarkably. They've never changed that. That's, I forgot about. Even though everyone went onto it immediately and went, well, this sucks, don't do this. And I, they I f- never changed it. I forgot about Forbidden Horizontal MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in 2016, it was bought by MySpace and the company that owned it, so specific media, uh, and possibly Justin Timberlake as well, were purchased by Time for $87 million. They have trunk fame. Wow. Time was then purchased by the Meredith Corporation. The Meredith Corporation then spun off MySpace, meaning, and it's got a new holding company for it, meaning that MySpace is now owned by a company called Viant Technology, LLC. I love Viant Technology, LLC. Who who wouldn't love whatever it is that they do? Yeah. What an astonishing end. Yeah. Well, you know what? It went out. It, it died the way it lived. Chaotically. Being a confusing intermediary technology that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's just good that it's not currently shilling NFTs. Uh, yet. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy these little mini-sodes. We are currently enjoying a lovely vacation. And so uh, keep checking the feed. There'll be lots of little fun goodies and updates until we're back in late August. And uh, we'll, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Oh, wait. What was your MySpace name, Luke? 
I have no idea. I know mine, but I'm not going to tell it. If if someone who pays to support our show asks me, I will tell it. But it involves a nickname that I had playing in a ska band in northern Massachusetts in the mid-2000s. And I don't want to reveal that because that is just too embarrassing. But if someone pays me, I will tell you my horrible secrets. All right. We'll see. <laughs>